He's the personification of Chicago. You have to have leadership. You have to have leadership. He followed his father's footsteps to become mayor of Chicago. Now, he's the longest serving mayor in the city's history. I'm a public servant. I work for you. He stunned everyone by declaring an end to the dynasty. It's time for me. It's time for Chicago to move on. This is an ABC7 News special. Chicago's mayor, the daily years. Now, here's ABC7's Ron Majors and Kathy Brock. Good evening. Mayor Richard M. Daley, an old school politician, he's transcended his birthright, earning the right to be judged as Chicago's mayor and not just as his father's son. What will be Daley's lasting impact? He's the patriarch of generations from Bridgeport to Edgewater to Inglewood. He's been working at what he calls the greatest job in America. Recently, the mayor gave us a rare opportunity to follow him during his daily routine. My decision to leave the office is, is very difficult. I mean, I love this job. It's been part of the mayor's regimen, peering out of his car window, taking detailed notes. On this day, he's joined by longtime press secretary Jackie Hurd. It gives him a first-hand look at the city's neighborhoods and ideas on what needs to be improved. You look at, you know, different streets, a residential, then you look at the little commercial area, what you're doing here. This day's journey has taken him from a ribbon-cutting ceremony on the far northwest side to a downtown police recognition ceremony and then back to City Hall, where he reflected on his years of public service before stepping down to give paid speeches, write a book, and consult on urban planning. It's a wonderful 22 years, but it's a wonderful 30, 32 years as a full-time public servant. More from our one-on-one -on -one interview with the mayor in a few minutes. In the 1980s, Chicago was paralyzed by infighting that spawned council wars. The city was once dubbed Beirut by the lake by a national publication. Before that image would change, the mayor had to first bring together a racially divided city. Here's ABC7 political reporter Charles Thomas. During his farewell tour, the retiring mayor has been lavished with praise. I am a big fan of Mayor Daly's. I always have been. In December, he surpassed his late father, Richard J. Daly's record for time in office. He's among one of the great mayors of, of uh, Chicago, and I think as a uh, loyal son, he'd have to uh, defer to his father as being the greatest. In 1989, the 47-year-old former state's attorney inherited a city torn by racial strife. He had to be the mayor of the whole city. And I think he learned from that, and he had the people advising him like that. His mantra that he called on the city to do, which is to lower your voices and raise your sights, I think he needs to know he accomplished it. Anthony Beale, now the Ninth Ward Alderman, remembers Daly beginning an effort to woo black voters. He let the people know, I understand what you're going through, and this is what we have to do in order to fix it. But two decades later, Chicago's highest unemployment, crime, and dropout rates persist in its African-American wards. In 20 years, ask yourself, are they better off now than they were when he became the mayor? The answer is no. In the 2003 city election, Mayor Daley won nearly 80% of the vote, including all of the African-American wards, while running against a black candidate. His political power had peaked. Then, 34 days after that election, the mayor destroyed Miggs Field without city council or federal approval. 
We just saw more and more things that he wanted to do that, you know, it was going to be my way, this is my legacy, this is my vision of the city, and this is the way it's going to be. And there were other controversial decisions, modernizing O'Hare Field and leasing city assets, including the Skyway and parking meters. The city council's public votes always supported the daily projects. The mayor likes to pitch shutouts. Uh, he, he, doesn't like to, he doesn't like to win games by a run or two. He, he needs a shutout. But the 2009 economic downturn took Mayor Daley's approval ratings with it. The budget deficit exploded, and City Hall could have used the hundreds of millions of dollars lost in corruption scandals and police abuse lawsuits during the Daley decades. All that money adds up to the current deficit we now have. And so that is mismanagement. But Mary-elect Emanuel insists that Daly did great things for Chicago and that citizens should not misinterpret his call for reform and change in city government. I don't think it's a criticism of the past. It's a direction for the future. In the past few weeks, the mayor's been reflecting on his years in office. During his tenure, the mayor traveled the world promoting Chicago. ABC7's Ben Bradley covered the mayor during many of those excursions and recently sat down with Daly at City Hall to talk about a wide range of topics, including his legacy. Why yes. was it time? It was getting too easy, maybe I should say. The man who was baptized into politics by birth says he knew nearly a year ago he was ready to give it up. I knew uh, in July that I was going to leave. I was I knew it. I could, I could have left that then, but I didn't. In his ceremonial office at City Hall, Daly works from a desk once used by his father. The fact Richard J. Daly died in office is memorialized by a prayer card here. So is the real Rich Daly, illustrated in family photos, underscored by a get well card for his wife as she undergoes treatment for cancer and other health issues. As he's driven through the city, Daly says he doesn't see what's been done, but rather what's left to do. In 1995, he sought and gained control of the city schools. All my pollsters said, everybody said, if you take it, it's the end of your political career. On the whole, test scores have improved under Daly's stewardship, but a startling 41% of students drop out before graduation. When it came to corruption on the part of those around, and in some cases, close to him, Daly's response was so formulaic, it became predictable. Announce changes, denounce the crime, but rarely the criminal. People do wrongs every day, even in your industry. Every day people do wrong, but you don't have to hate them. You don't have to kick them when they're down. But doesn't the mayor of Chicago need to be adamant about but you don't have to kick people, people who betray the public trust? But you don't have to be kicking people. You don't have to kick people. His biggest regret? A personal decision driven by politics. A decision to stay in his family home a decade longer than he wanted to, so he wouldn't be seen as turning his back on Bridgeport. When I lived on uh, uh, Emerald Avenue, my son died, and, and I look back, I think one of the great mistakes I made, I sh should have maybe moved, because uh, when someone dies in a home, especially a child, it becomes a house, not a home. And that doesn't mean there was love in there, but it was just the, the memories of him living in there and nurses and all that, and then days up to it. So that's one thing I kind of look back to, and maybe I should have done something different, but that was life. He's been called a master builder. Coming up, how the city's landscape has changed over the last two decades. And what's next for the mayor? Reporting from ABC Channel 7. <laughs>
Chicago's Mayor, The Daily Years. Brought to you by CLR. Chicago's Mayor, The Daily Years. Now again, here's Ron Majors. Chicago, a gritty blue-collar city of asphalt and concrete. It might seem like an odd place for a green movement, but not to the mayor. ABC 7 Cheryl Burton takes a look at some of the projects that changed the city's landscape forever. Chicago's magnificent skyline, considered one of the most picturesque in the world, Mayor Daley has presided over the development of projects that will last long after his years in office. The city is now one of the greenest in the country. Since 1989, some 600,000 trees have been planted. In 2005, Time magazine called Mayor Daley the nation's top urban executive, having presided over the city's transition from a graying hub to a vibrant boomtown. From day one, he understood the importance of the lakefront. Larry Okrent is an urbanologist and the author of Chicago from the Sky. He says three important projects have been vital for the city's economic development. Navy Pier, considered underutilized until it was rebuilt in the 90s into what it is today. Chicago's number one tourist attraction. More than 8 million people pass through every year. The museum campus, once just rail yard, surrounds three of the city's most notable museums, the Adler Planetarium, the Field Museum, and the Shedd Aquarium. And Millennium Park, Mayor Daley's signature development, despite being over budget and four years late when it opened in 2004. Every year, four million people visit the downtown park, a showcase for recreation, arts, and musical performances. That whole neighborhood has been transformed by that park. The impact on property values has been huge, and the new development that has been attracted to the perimeter of Millennium Park and nearby blocks was totally unexpected. I think that was the uh, an unanticipated benefit that really proved up the value of the park. But as he leaves office, there is also unfinished business. The Elder Daily built O'Hare Airport, which at one point became the world's busiest airport. However, the current mayor's mission to expand O'Hare is still a work in progress, with new runways still to be built. The physical transformation of the city included the mayor ordering the installation of wrought iron fences in many Chicago neighborhoods. Critics called the bidding for the city's contract a sham. It's one of a series of corruption scandals involving longtime friends and political allies of Daly. ABC 7 investigative reporter Chuck Gowdy takes a look at the clouds over City Hall. 1991, three years into Mayor Daley's reign, dozens of city employees are accused of cheating the public out of more than a half million dollars by working an average of just two hours a day. 93, the feds open Operation Haunted Hall, scaring up 35 city and county workers, including four aldermen in a ghost payroll scheme. 96, city employees found to have racked up millions in unpaid parking tickets and water bills. Same year, the feds Operation Silver Shovel yields 18 convictions and guilty pleas from Chicago public employees and six aldermen, a construction dumping and bribery racket. The clouds begin gathering close to Daly himself in 97, when one of his political contributors wins a crooked contract to erect citywide wrought iron fences. Bridgeport alderman and close Daly ally Patrick Hules resigns in 97 when news breaks that he received loans from Daly friend Michael Tadden, while Tadden's trucking company was winning city contracts. 
2003, when 13 people die in the collapse of an overcrowded undercode porch, Daly's building department is exposed using unqualified inspectors with family clout. Then daily family troubles begin. Son Patrick is found to have part of a city sewer inspection contract. Nephew Robert Van Echo has millions of dollars in city-related deals. Daily's most brutal year, 2005. Another daily friend, James Duff, pleads guilty to scamming a $100 million city janitorial contract reserved for minority businesses. And federal prosecutors win 38 convictions in their hired truck scandal. That year, 2005, begins the mayor's political hiring scandal. His patronage chief and several of the director's top aides are later convicted. That focuses the attention of the United States Attorney on City Hall, the fifth floor, the mayor's office, where several federal agents question Mayor Daley for more than two hours. I feel very hurt, embarrassed, disappointed. Clearly, I'm not proud or pleased. In most of the scandals, Mr. Daly ducks direct involvement, but one cloud stays overhead for 30 years, police corruption and brutality. Among the infamous, former Chief of Detectives William Hanhart, guilty of running burglary rings with the mob. Surveillance video of an off-duty cop beating a female bartender half his size. Accusations former Commander John Burge tortured suspects into confessing started as early as 1980, while Richard M. Daly is still state's attorney. Burge-related lawsuits cost the city more than $20 million and untold damage to its reputation. And while the scent of scandal has often wafted through City Hall, Daly himself has never been accused of wrongdoing. The mayor suffered perhaps his most stinging and significant defeat, not to local voters, but to voters on the International Olympic Committee, which rejected Chicago's bid for the 2016 Summer Games. ABC 7's Ben Bradley takes a look at the mayor's travels around the globe. Richard J. Daly built O'Hare International Airport, but rarely left the country. His son, though, has used it to hopscotch around the globe. Ireland, Israel, Greece, India, Brazil, and Britain, to name a few. Daly has visited 48 cities in 26 countries while in office. But no place has captured his attention or admiration quite like China. Our long-range goal is to make Chicago the most China-friendly city in the United States. Daly has made five trips to the communist nation in recent years. He's walked the streets, ridden the rails, and marveled at the Chinese government's ability to bring big plans to life. The fact that happens because China is a totalitarian nation isn't lost on Daly. His goal of finding Asian investors for fast-track train service to O'Hare wasn't achieved, but former mayoral chief of staff Lori Healy says Daly's international influence can be seen elsewhere in the city. They were aesthetic, they were amenities, it was, it was greenery, it was flower boxes, it was bicycles, it was all the things best practices that mayors in other cities implemented migrated their way back here. The mayor had hoped hosting the Olympics would firm up his city's place on the world stage. Daly jetted off to Beijing, Rio de Janeiro and Switzerland to make his case that in 2016, Chicago would be second to none. The city of Chicago, having obtained the least number of votes, will not participate in the next round. At a certain point, I knew we weren't going to win. I mean, I, I kind of knew that. I, I had a feeling there. The fix was in, but Chicagoans were the last to know. The mayor makes no apologies. The whole idea of the exposure for the city of Chicago was all worth it. An inside look into the private Daly family. That's ahead. Also, how Daly's syntax has endeared him to the city. Scrutiny, what else do you want? You want to take my shorts? Chicago's mayor, 
The Daily Years. Again, here's Kathy Brock. The Dailies, Chicago's first family, an influential political family that has managed to remain remarkably private. The mayor puts family before anything else and says that he looks forward to spending more time with them when he retires. When the matriarch of the family, Eleanor Sis Daly, passed away in 2003, the funeral provided a rare look inside a very private family. She was the disciplinarian of her children. Truth be it, our dad was a very easy mark. He may have ruled outside 3536, but there was no question who ruled inside. Sis and the late mayor, Richard J. Daly, had seven children, three daughters and four sons. Three followed in their father's footsteps and went into politics. Bill is President Obama's chief of staff and was Commerce Secretary under President Bill Clinton. John is a commissioner on the Cook County Board. Married for 39 years, Maggie and Richard Daly have three children, Nora, Patrick, and Elizabeth. Their son, Kevin, died of complications from spina bifida in 1981. He was only two years old. The death of uh, you know, a child always stays with you. I believe in the power of prayer, and that's why I think the prayers are such a, a gracious thing. Despite her disease, Maggie keeps a busy public schedule, dedicating time to her After School Matters program. My, my wife, Maggie, who to me is a commitment to all of us in the arts. In 2004, Mayor Daly's son, Patrick, enlisted in the Army's elite Special Forces unit. He wants duty, honor, and country. That's what he wants to do. The mayor's daughter, Nora Daly Conroy, has been appointed by Mayor-elect Rahm Emanuel to chair the city's Cultural Affairs Advisory Council. The mayor speaks in a blunt, blue-collar manner that many Chicagoans find endearing. He occasionally mangles syntax, but always gets his message across. ABC 7's Paul Mikey has a snapshot of what we think we heard the mayor say. When Rich Daly was running for mayor 22 years ago, one of his opponents said the mayoralty was not something to be passed generation to generation like a family heirloom. Any response to that? I don't know what he's talking about. Uh, uh, nothing's a heirloom. Yes, over the years there have been many malaprops and misspellings. That is state money. Underline that. S-A-T-E money. It's called state money. <laughs> As big city mayors go, he was far more accessible than most. Often talked all topics, sometimes with considerable energy. He was asked once at the airport whether his brother would be running for governor and if he welcomed that because of all the scrutiny. Scrutiny? What else do you want? You want to take my shorts? <laughs> yeah, break! How much scrutiny do I have? You go scrutinize yourself. I get scrutiny every day. Don't worry from each and every one of you. It doesn't bother me. The press was his foil. He sometimes portrayed reporters as disconnected suburbanites, disconnected from reality. We don't want people to have guns. You can have all the guns you want in the suburban area. You can keep them all where you live. Sometimes he chose not to talk. Why don't we respond to that? No. <laughs> sometimes he got angry. That's an insult. What a silly question ever ask anybody. If I put this up, you're... <laughs> You'll find out how effective it is. And one time, the father cried when his then teenage son was involved in some drinking in a fight and a boy got hurt. I'm more deeply distressed for the welfare of the young man who was injured in the fight. This is a strength, not a weakness, because he shows himself to be emotional like many people, just a regular guy. The regular guy who thought it goofy when Disneyland got a no-fly zone and Chicago didn't. Now think of that, Mickey and Minnie has it. 
I mean, I can't believe that. It goes again to a gift that his father had that he shares is the ability to say something that people are going to get right here. I mean, they don't just get it in here. They, they hear it because it's just, it, just, it was just so funny. I said cuckoo once. I'll say it again. Cuckoo. <laughs> <laughs> He's ducking the issues, and particularly, he said specifically. <laughs> he may have used humor to deflect, but the humor and the unexpected is something the regular scrutinizers will miss. This is not a secret. Everybody knows this. Does the mayor have a new calling? I want to talk to you about myself. <laughs> Ahead after a final break. The mayor's longtime press secretary is Jackie Hurd, and recently her boss turned the tables on her. What Jackie, are we doing? What are we doing? I want to talk to you oh, about Lord. myself. <laughs> okay. A number of questions. How long have you been with me? Uh, I'm in my 15th year. Do you cherish every moment when you're with me? <laughs> <Every> <laughs> Can you be serious? <laughs> it's been 15 years, wonderful years. I've learned a lot, met a lot of people. <laughs> Some fantastic le lessons from my boss, Mayor Daly. Um, what are but those? I'm very ready. <laughs> this is important. It's, I'm very ready to turn the page. <laughs> what page is this? <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. It's been fantastic. How, I will tell you that this is among the oddest experiences I've had in those 15 years. How did you survive years? longer than almost anyone? Well, it took me quite a bit of time <laughs> with this woman here. Hi, so. <laughs> you guys. Reporting from ABC Channel 7. <laughs> Direct from City Hall, Mayor's Conference Room, interviewing Jackie Hurd. Well, thank you, the Mayor. The press secretary of Mayor Richard M. Daly. <laughs> thank you. Without whom, he could not have done all these things he's done. <laughs> Mayor Daly's final day as Chicago's boss is on Monday. As he leaves office, one thing for certain is his undeniable passion for this city. Good night, everyone. I'm Kathy Brock. And I'm Ron Majors. For our entire interview with Mayor Daly, log on to our website, abc7chicago.com. Chicago's Mayor, The Daily Years, has been brought to you by CLR.